you Jesus I can only imagine what that day is going to be like but you know what 
I can only imagine what tomorrow would be like because we live in his presence. See, we're in a preparation state right now. We're not just, um, you know, going through the motions of things. No, no, our presenting our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord right now in this element where we are is preparation for kingdom living. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want to welcome you to Cornerstone and Star, our Bible study this evening. And, you know, I'm excited about the Lord and, and what God is doing, you know, and and so uh, certainly I appreciate you tuning in and those that will be tuning in uh, later and that will hear the uh, the archive message of this, you know, um, just want to want to encourage your hearts and to think about what God has to say. You know, that's the most important thing that there is. And that is what God has to say. We're located at at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study, 7 p.m. And on Saturdays, you can find us at 11.30 p.m. on 99.5 FM. That's in for the Los Angeles, Southern California area. Or um, you can also find us on KKLA, which is the radio station's uh, platform and uh, and broadcasting on the internet. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There is no plan B, there's only a plan A, and that plan belongs to God. And so again, I want to thank you for joining the service. If you're looking for a church home, growth ministry, I want to invite you to join us, grow with us, and be blessed with us. I'm excited, and I have to keep talking about it because, you know, with this excitement, uh, the Lord is blessed. And, and so we are, um, our, our first book, one of three that is in the works, has been placed on Amazon. And, and so um, it's also on the link. It should be visible, I would think. Um, it's on our Instagram page, Instagram, um, inside.the.pages. And so we just thank God for a blessing. And let me tell you, it's something that's written for you. I've read a number of books I'd love to read. I didn't always like to read, but and but I read more now and there. And so, you know, many of the readings that I have uh, gone through, it's not about the personal life experience of the individual. And so the connection, the connection is not there. And so as you read and I want to thank you in advance for your support as you read through it you'll find a connection you'll find that it is life experience what God has brought this young man well I consider myself a young man brought me from to where I am today and not only that but the challenges that we face even while we are in uh, 
the church, while we're yet being groomed, while we're yet learning how to live and live a saved life. You know, let me, let me tell you, the Bible said if a righteous man fall seven times, God will lift him up. That's telling you something. That's telling you that, that you might stumble along the way. It doesn't mean, and stumbling doesn't mean that you're going to, that you're going to go out and just backslide or anything like that. And that's what they used to call it, backsliding, and, you know, and, and go back out and just start doing all the things that, that, you know, whatever it was that you was doing, you know, but uh, God is able to sustain us. He's able to keep us and he's able to raise us back up. And so, um, as I said, you'll find information about that on our Instagram page um, at uh, inside.the.pages. And so just solicit your prayers. I need your prayers just like I am praying for you. Now, we're in the book of Genesis, touching what is referred to as the uh, the as the law of particularization. So we're moving from the general to the particulars. The, the three areas, uh, universe, earth, and man, we are touching the creation and a principal person who is the cause of all things and the designing mind behind everything. We're in the sixth chapter. Let's go to the sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse. We talked about the genealogy of Adam, and it's sad that men did not call upon the Lord uh, for nearly 200, nearly 255 years had passed by. Seth had a son named Enos, and then men began to call upon the Lord. But the sixth chapter, beginning at the first verse says, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wise of all which they chose. So they were just having a field day. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. For that he is flesh, yet his days shall be as 120 years. And remember, they were, they were living some long years, but those years have been cut down now. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that were the sons of God uh, came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. And the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only, was only, listen to what God is saying. God looked at the heart of man and the thoughts of his heart were only evil and continually. Now, the most frightening thing to me, for me, when I look at this, you know, this, this popular or a population explosion that, that occurred is that he said, my spirit shall not always strive with men. You know, there are a lot of uh, teachings that, that once saved, always saved. There are some teachings that say that, that uh, 
You don't have to worry about anything. You're going to heaven no matter what. I'm going to, um, I'm going to say for a moment that that's true. I'm, I'm just using this to get a point across. I'm going to say for a moment that's true. Everybody's going to go to heaven. Now, heaven may be depending on what you define heaven as. I defined it as being in his presence. So we're going to say that everyone is going into his presence. And at that moment or in that instance, I don't find that to be a very long period that everyone that is in his presence is going to remain there. Now, you may have heard this. You may have experienced it like me. Where your life flashes before your eyes. And it didn't take long for it to happen. And you understood every instance, every flash, every remembrance, everything you saw, it was just as clear of what was going on. It happened within seconds. I mean, even if I could describe it as seconds. So everyone will stand in his presence, but will you be able to stay in his presence? Will you be able to stay in his presence? And that's determined by us in the end, what we do to the end, to the end when we step out of time into eternity. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. Now, the population and when I when I Googled this and, and I, what I saw on the statistic time.com is that as of July 20 of 21, the estimated population of the world is seven point eighty seven billion people. And that's a that's a lot of people. Now, what about all the people that have come and gone before us? How did they get those statistics? I don't know. How do they determine how old the planet is? I don't know. That's not my specialty. My specialty is data engineering. But and that means I work with the database and um, programming and, and Azure and different things. These people specialize in dealing with time and how they determine how how much time it is or how long has it been. I don't know. I'm not going to argue with them about that. All I know is it doesn't matter how long the time has been. What are you doing with the time that you have is what makes the difference and is what go is going to make the difference. Now, it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth. So men have been multiplying for quite some time. Men begin to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them. The Bible lets us know that something happened. The daughters, the sons, more sons, more daughters. Now, when I looked at those statistics, it let me know that that is there's just about an equal amount of men as there are women. Now, I remember some years ago where another Someone else was teaching and they said that there's about 15 women to every one male. 
But on this statistics, it says that there is about an equal number. And so the margin is about the same. Uh, maybe a few men, maybe a few women. I, I don't know. Maybe they miscount. Whoever that person doing the counting must be pretty tired. And, you know, when you start counting and, and there's a lot of counting that's going on and and you and someone say something, distract you, you, you got to start over again. But nonetheless, the census, this is what they are receiving from their census. It also appeared that people are living longer today. Now, there are mental situations. Certainly there are spiritual, you know, we are in spiritual need of restoration. And there are emotional issues that must be addressed. We don't suffer as much from physical um, situations uh, such as the uh, those that did or are doing physical labor and you might have some mental challenges i i become very worn out uh after going through uh boring technology lectures and boring technology studies that i have to keep up it wears me down mentally but not physically matter of fact i need to do physical exercise to keep the blood flowing to stay woke during those times so that you know, whereas people that have physical labor deal with a different threat, different level of threat. You know, our ancestors and those that, that labored very hard um, when there was no technology, they experienced the stress on their bodies. My dad, uh, before his demise, he went through a knee surgery from driving rigs. Now, I never thought I would be in drive a rig, never had an interest in it or anything like that. But here it is, I work in the domestic and import and exporting industry, which deals with uh, logistics. Well, he was a, a driver and, uh, and his knees from going over railroad tracks and trucks that did not have the suspension that exists today, when you hit certain bumps, you had to raise up off the seat, you know, as a, as a, so that you didn't just bounce around. Well, that took a toll on, on their knees, not just him, but others. And so, uh, it was in his 60s, 70s that he had knee surgery and had to go through some special, uh, therapy and everything, uh, to straighten that leg out after all of those years. And there are others that have suffered many of the same consequences. They were told, get up early, eat a big breakfast. And because they were going to do such physical labor, they needed the fuel. The intent was to have fuel for a long day of hard work and that physical labor that was awaiting them. Well, that kind of carried over until not too long ago where people stopped saying that. Uh, because it didn't make sense. You got up and was feeding the kids and everybody a big breakfast and they were just sitting down. Uh, you know, nobody was doing physical labor and now we have uh, obesity. Many of those jobs were replaced with some form of automation and required the employees to be retrained, take self-initiative to advance yourselves. And it's something that we all should be doing because you know, and that is taking a self-initiative to, to become better, better ourselves for better living. 
The Bible lets us know that we should study to show ourselves approved. It lets us know that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And, and we kind of spiritualize everything and, and the Bible doesn't tell us to spiritualize everything. There are some things that the Bible is speaking about uh, that that are not spiritual. They are of a of our natural, you know, uh, cash your bread upon the water. And in many days is going to re- that's investment. And so there are things that we need to pay attention to and rightly divide the word of truth, rightly divide the word of God. And, and so uh, many of the jobs have gone away and, and uh, been replaced through automation. I heard them talking about Chipotle. I think it's Chipotle uh, that they're going to have some new automated tortilla maker uh, on the line. And so it it came to pass when men began to multiply. That the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they were attractive. And they took them wives of all which they chose. So they didn't just have one wife. Hmm. One must ask themselves, who are the sons of God? I don't know, you know, it's, it's a challenge dealing with me by myself. I'm not even going to talk about uh, having someone else in my life or you having someone in your life. It, just dealing with us alone by ourselves, let alone talking about uh, having more than one of us or uh, more than one spouse or being part of a team, but they chose, they saw the daughters of men and they were good looking. They were fine. And they took them wives of which they chose. Now, who are these sons of God? They, they, some have claimed that they were fallen angels, which mean that they were angels having sex with humans. I've seen that in the movies. You know, where uh, an angel had fallen. I think it was one movie. I couldn't think, can't think of the name of it, but, you know, it was a beautiful blonde woman with blue eyes and she had fallen from, uh, got wounded or something. And she's now here on earth and she meets some man, they fall in love and and she decided she don't want to go back to heaven. I thought that was a demon. When you fall from the presence of God as a spiritual being, that is a demon. It doesn't matter how attractive. The Bible never said that demons, angelic beings look like what uh, somebody on an acid trip have, have colored out. You know, somebody that ate some magic mushrooms have, have penciled, you know, and drew. And, and so, it, you don't know. But when we read in scriptures of what these angelic beings, the seraphims and others look like, they were not what we see in movies and, and different things. These angelic beings. Now, it does not line up with the word of God to say that angels are having sex with uh, with people. It doesn't line up with the word. No. And who would know better? Who would know better about their creation but God? This is why it's so dangerous to read commentaries Especially from those that are because you studied it don't mean that you are spirit filled to teach it or to give it. The the scribes and Pharisees, the scribes 
pencil and kept record of, of the, the, the words and the scripture and, you know, the, the doctrine. They, they kept record. So they had it, but they couldn't give it like Jesus gave. It. The Pharisees knew what to do when it came down to spiritual rituals. They did it in the public places. They did it in the, in the synagogue. They did it all. They stood in the marketplace looking holier than thou. And Jesus rebuked all of them. Part of them believed in, in uh, the resurrection of the dead and the other part of them did not. So that says they didn't, they were not truly comprehending what God was saying. The Bible said the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. Now, when I was, uh, one of the things that I had learned early on as we were, as I went through the, uh, through the academy some years ago, was that they were teaching the spirit of the law. It's not enough for you to just read the, the California Penal Code. But you needed to read and understand what the spirit, the intent behind it was. And so when we read the word of God, we need to know what his intent is, not something made up because it sounds good and it's going to tickle your ear and, you know, and make you feel, you know, warm and fuzzy. No, it's uh, the word of God is uh, convicts us too. It convicts us of unrighteousness so that we would change, so that we would stop where we are, put the brakes on and, and do what uh, what is right. And so uh, angels, these angelic beings, God knows more about them than, than anyone. He created the angelic beings. They predate humanity. Psalms 104, uh, beginning at the fourth verse says, who maketh his angel spirits? His ministers of flaming fire. Who laid the foundation of the earth that it should not be removed forever? Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment and the water stood above the mountains. He knows his people. He knows his beings, his beings, okay? Now, when Jesus was confronted by the, the theologians, the Sadducees, as mentioned, they asked him about spiritual, the spirituality. They asked him about spiritual living in the kingdom. Mark 12, the 12th chapter, 19th verse, it said, Master, Moses wrote unto us, if a, if a man brother dies and leave his wife, behind him and leave no children that his brother should take his wife and raise up seed unto his brother keep the family keep the genes going now there were seven brothers and the first took a wife and after dying left no seed and the second took her and died Neither left he any seed. And the third likewise. And the seventh had her and left no seed. She killed them all. No, I'm just So all seven brothers married the same woman. And last of all, the woman died. You think? In the resurrection, therefore, when they shall arise, whose wife shall she be then? Whose wife is she going to be? These seven men married. 
Jesus answering and said unto him, do you always, do you not therefore err? Man, don't y'all get this? Because you know not the scripture. You think you know it, theologian. You think you know it. It doesn't matter how many doctrine degrees you have. It doesn't matter. Uh, the, Bible, the Bible said God takes the, the, the foolish things of the world. I'm one of the foolish, you know. He takes the foolish things of the world and confound the wise because they can't figure it out. Now, I'm not saying that, 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 that I'm special. I'm, I'm talking about all of us. God take all of us and, you know, and, and we become what he wanted. He want to use us. And it confounds the wise. When the disciples of them was preaching and, and exhorting the word of God, they called them fools, called them unlearned, ignorant men, because they didn't graduate from the seminary or, you know, the, the school that they went to or anything like that. They learned it from the revelations and the knowledge that during their discipleship. Hmm. Do ye therefore err because ye know not the scriptures, neither the power of God? For when they shall rise from the dead, they, meaning those of us that have died in Christ, they neither marry. So there's not going to be married couples. I'm going to see my wife. No, it's not going to be your wife if she was saved. She's not, you're not going to see your husband. Nope. Nor are given in marriage. Matter of fact, let me just tell you, it's not going to be important to you in that moment. It's not going to be important to you in that moment. Nor are given in marriage. So those that practice um, what is it, Islam, you know that if you if you commit yourself and you know and die for the cause. You'll, you'll have 70 versions, something along those lines. You know what I'm talking about. There's no giving in marriage, not according to the word of God, but are as the, but are as the angels. So those that die and rise up are going to be like angels, the glorified body, which are in heaven. So angels that are in the presence of the Lord had glorified or have glorified bodies. Meaning that they do not have reproduction organs. In order to have reproduction, you've got to have blood. Where was the blood? It says the sons of God saw the daughters of men and, the, and, and had children with them. And for those that teach that is uh, those were angels, angelic beings, where is the blood? Now, I don't lean to that. I don't follow because the, because of what the word of God says. Now, I know what, you know, what angels are are capable of doing. I've read in the scripture, but that's one thing that it does not talk about them being capable of. Adam's son, Seth, had Enos and then men began to call, begin to call upon the name of the Lord. They began acknowledging God, so they were not acknowledging him at first. They began worshiping him. They were not worshiping him at first, even though they knew of his presence. They knew of his presence because it had been handed down. It had been handed down. They'd been handed down. They knew about 
uh, Adam's dilemma. They know about, I, I believe it's safe to say that, you know, and they know about Cain's dilemma because uh, the Bible said that uh, Lamech uh, even quoted what Cain uh, had went through and said, well, God, if he, if he did that for Cain, he'll do it for me. So they had history. They understood their, their genealogy. They understood their ancestry. But they did not acknowledge and worship God. They didn't nurture a relationship with sovereign God. Now, it doesn't matter, you know, I've read, you know, in the Hebrew and the Arabic and, you know, but in English and Latin, I don't care what language you speak, it better line up with the word of God. It didn't say line up with me. It didn't say line up with commentaries, theologians or your favorite celebrity. Line up online, precept upon precept. We need the word of God, the unadulterated truth. Now, God created the angels. I don't see angels doing anything. I don't read about angelic beings doing anything without his permission, which is limited. Angels appear. Angels transform. I'm talking about fallen angels. Let me, let me be clear. Yeah, angels do appear. But then you have those that are fallen and they're deceptive. You have those that are fallen that are, are hindering spirits, powerful spirits, not to be restored to the state that they once had. The Bible tells us that in Jude, it said Jude, and I, I'm gonna read the first two verses here because I, I, like, I like what Jude says, you know. He said, Jude, the servant of, of Jesus Christ, brother of James, to them that are sanctified. That's, that's what I, I love reading. By God the Father and preserved, preserved, we are preserved in Jesus Christ. And call, he says, mercy unto you. You know, if no one have told you today, have some mercy. Lord, bless your people. They, they need mercy. Lord God, they, when they lay down tonight, give them merciful rest. If, if they're rising up to go to work from as they are listening to this, give them merciful day. Lord God, have, have mercy upon them and, and, and give them peace, Lord God. Give them peace and let them feel the love. Let them feel our love, that we love, have love toward them as well as your love, Lord God, because you said by this, all men would know you're my disciples. The sixth verse says, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He have reserved an everlasting chains under darkness into the judgment of the great day. Now, there are some angelic beings that are reserved. They are not going to be loosed and they are in a pit. Matter of fact, there is a pit called a bottomless pit and some refer to that as the lake, as the uh, as hell, um, I have not read that in the scripture, but it does speaks about a bottomless pit. I'm not interested in knowing where it is. Uh, I don't want to take a tour there. Don't believe in purgatory or any of those things. But these angelic, these, these spirits are in a bottomless pit. And there is a king that is over that bottomless pit. And so those angelic, those fallen beings within that pit in, in Bible students go to the book of Revelation. You see what I'm what I'm talking about. And, and so 
there are some things in that pit that you don't want to experience. Beings that have been placed in a pit cannot get out. In Revelation during the tribulation period, in order for those spirits and different things to be loosed, the one that had the authority over them that had been given authority by God had to loose them by his word. They, didn't, they don't just do it on their own. They follow what God is saying. And so they couldn't get out. But I've heard people praying, go back, praying and talking to the, now you're supposed to be praying for somebody that has sickness or someone that may have a spirit or may be oppressed or may be suppressed by a spirit. And I've heard people praying, saying, saying uh, loose here and, and, and go back to the pit of hell from which you came. How do you know where that spirit came from? And it must be discerned, first of all. And two, spirits don't come out of hell and do things and then go back as if they're going to rest. Mm. It's discussion for another time. And so um, the third verse, and the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man for that he also is flesh and flesh. Where, where did we start having problems at in our flesh? Where do we have problems at today in our flesh? Since Adam chose, he made a well-informed decision. He was well-informed and he made a decision to eat what was given to him from his wife, who he stood there and listened to her have a conversation with a serpent who was skilled in deceit. And so the woman was deceived. That shouldn't have happened, gentlemen. It shouldn't have transpired. And he allowed that. And from that moment, we have had problems in our flesh. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with men for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. Now, the actions of man, our actions, what you do today, what you did today, dictate a response from God. The Bible said, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man doeth, that shall he also reap. Our actions dictate what is coming our way. So, you need to think about what you are about to do next. What is your next move? What was your thought? What are you considering doing? You need to think about it because whatever you're thinking about doing is going to plant a seed. And that seed one day is going to spring forth. So you need to be very considerate about your ways and your actions. You know, if we, if we, uh, do a thing, and, and I don't remember exactly how this is written down. I know I've written it down before, but uh, I believe you'll get what I'm saying is that when you do something, uh, you, 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 and you're repeatedly doing, you create a habit. And, and that habit becomes a character. And so we have to be careful what we do. So then we don't just create a, a, a bad habit and then we got a bad character. Let's, let's do it in righteousness. Let's do what we know is right to do. 
If you feel conviction, if you feel that you've done something wrong, stop. Stop and, 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 and acknowledge, man, you know what? That don't feel right. What I said didn't feel right. What I what I said and or what I did, that didn't feel right. And get it, you have at that moment that you feel that, that's the time to get it right. You know, the uh, it was about a week ago I was having a conversation with the CEO and they asked me a question. And I really did not want to tell them what they were asking. And I tried to dance around it. And it felt so wrong trying to dance around the question. And I said, man, I said, is that, that's too close to the line to try to dance around something. It is better to just say, I don't have an answer for you right now. It's better to just stop and say, you know what? Um, let me research that. Because getting close to, for me, when it started to not feel right, then it is not right. It's not right. And rather than create a situation that you know is not right, and, and then you have to straighten it up later, it's going to discredit you. And one thing I don't like being is discredited. I will not be discredited by doing something foolish. And I, I think you feel the same way. The Bible tells us that we bring down, we should pull down every stronghold, every thought that would exalt itself against God. So that's, that includes anything uh, that you um, that you allow to exalt itself, knowing that the Bible says, shine the very appearance of evil. Shine the very appearance of it. So if it don't it look right, then, then back up from it. And so I, I begin to, I backed up from it and I let the CEO know, hey, you know what? I need to check that out. As a matter of fact, I did look at it and I don't recall it, you know, and I went on to let them know so that my conscience is clear and that they have a clear path that they can travel and not be misled in any kind of way. That's what God's looking for. Because see, what, what did I just say? You reap what you sow. I don't want to sow something and then it comes back and, you know, as we say, it bites us later. And I, I don't mind using myself to be transparent about this stuff because if leaders can't be transparent and let you know what's real, who, who is? Who will? This is not politics. This is soul salvation. This is about being saved. This is about being right in the presence of God. This You have to be right even, especially behind closed doors when nobody else is there but you. When you're sitting at home watching TV by yourself. And you know that there's something that, that you need to flip the channel on. And maybe it started out one way and then it led into something. That you got to be, you know, you got to be straight because God is with you even in that moment. There were giants in the earth. Now, nah, wait a minute, let me back up here. All right, this is Bible class. The actions of men dictate. Now, Sorry about that. Something just slid off the off the podium. All right. Sorry if that disrupted your ears or anything. The actions of men dictate the response of God. Now, I need you to think about that again. Now, he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. God's not going to be struggling with everybody. And there's some people that feel like, well, you know, I've done too much for God to deal with me. And they're they're absolutely 
incorrect. God knew that what they was going to do before, before they did it. And he made reservations. He made his, his resources are unlimited. Thank you, Jesus. And I know the rap artists, the music, uh, song and all that stuff, 99 problems, you know, but you're not one of them. You're not one of them. You'll never be too much for God to handle. No. Matter of fact, you're not even in the number. All we have to do is yield ourselves unto the Lord. Unlike these people who did not yield to the Lord. And he said, my spirit shall not always strive with man. The fourth verse says, there were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came unto the daughters of men and they bear children unto them and, and these became mighty men renowned. And there's no, there's no argument that giants existed. Matter of fact, uh, if you go to second Samuel, you recall the story of David and the Philistine, uh, David and Goliath, they were, those were giants. And those giants, uh, David had five smooth stones. Now I've heard preachers, you know, and David picked up five stones and one for a G and the other for an R and the other A, C, E. You know, it was spelling grace and everybody. <laughs> David had five stones because Goliath had brothers. David went prepared for the battle. That if his brothers, who were also giants, came after him, he would have um, some ammunition for his sling. They were giants. The Philistines were people with giants that fought Israel. So, though, so giants did not just exist at, at that time, that time frame that we read about in Genesis, but we read also about giants. Now, one commentary said that the giants at that time was like 4,500 feet tall. And I mean, you know, but neither is that documented anywhere. People have some wild imaginations. I want to think about what God has to say. And if it's not written in the word of God, I'm not looking for the other lost books of the Bible. I, I think what we have in front of us is enough for the saving of our soul. Amen. And I got amen inside of me. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of his thought in his heart was only evil continually. God saw it. God saw you. He saw me. Whatever you did, God saw it. Wherever you were at, whether you was parked in a place, in a building, wherever, God saw it. He heard the whispers. Mm -hmm. He heard the conversations. He saw the text messages. He saw when you hung the dirty laundry out to dry on Facebook and all of that. He, he, he you know, mm -hmm. And those things that we didn't want him to see that we thought we could sneak and get by with, he saw it all. He said, my eyes go to and fro in the earth, beholding the good and God sees it all. There's nothing escaping him. When the population exploded, this population explosion occurred, there was an expansion of sin, same as it is today. We have a, a large majority you know, I was watching. I was watching a cartoon that 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 my grandson he he turned me on to, and I find it pretty humorous. And so I, I watch it, but I'm also able to see things and how they are um, 
moving uh, certain elements of, of what they want to consider normal into the cartoon characters and different things and you know and, and so uh, they had this whole rainbow thing going on that that maybe a child would not have caught but then that seed is planted in them i saw it i understood what they were doing but it plants a seed so parents please watch pay attention to what your children are are exposed to because sin is expanding but so is hell the bible said hell is enlarging itself which means there are a lot of people uh, that are headed that are headed that direction and, and so you know it's good that we pay attention to what they're seeing and it's going to raise questions, yes. And we have to be prepared to give answers. We have to, and we have to make sense. It's not, it's not a do as I say and, and it is a, the Bible said with all you're getting, get an understanding. Our children deserve an understanding just like you deserve an understanding. And so uh, God sees it and there's nothing here. And so with this expansion and, and what they call a new norm, God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So it is. So he, his word has not changed. And for those that say that, and I've heard them say it, I've heard celebrities on the radio. I've heard them on you know different places, different platforms say that the Bible is antiquated. It's outdated. No, it is not. The Bible has not fulfilled itself. We're still waiting for the, for the redemption of our bodies. The Bible said it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he shall appear, we'll be like him. That hasn't happened yet. So the word of God is yet full of grace and mercy. Somebody needs to be saved. Somebody needs to step out of sin and into salvation. God has have, have left a door open for them. And so therefore he has not come. Matthews. Talking about population explosion, I'm coming to an end here. Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. So there's a lot of people. With the population explosion, there's a lot of people that's going into that wide gate. But straight, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth to life. And few there be that find it. Will you be one that find it yeah you're exposed to it now but you got to maintain what you have found all of us do all of us must maintain what god has given us jeremiah 6 and 16 said thus saith the lord stand ye in the way and see and ask for the old paths and you're not talking about tradition Talking about holiness. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Where is the good way? That's what I need to know. Where is the good way? Lord, teach me your way. And walk therein. Once, once we see it, once we have a grip on it, walk in it, maintain it, retain what God has given us, and ye shall find rest for your souls. Don't be like Israel and say, yeah, we, we won't walk in it. That was their response to Jeremiah. We're not going to walk in it. Well, I'm not them and you're not them. We're going to walk in the word of God. 
we're going to maintain what God has given us. Even during the population explosion, you know, where there's 7.87 billion people on the earth, that don't make they that don't mean they're right. It don't make them wrong unless they're doing wrong. But few there be that find it. Let's be one of the few. Father, we thank you for your goodness and grace, for your word this evening. We bless your name, Savior, for each one that had tuned in to, to listen and those that are present, Lord God, we just thank you right now and ask that you would bless them. Keep the word stirred in their heart, Lord God, so that we don't sin against you. Lord God, we, we're motivated. Lord God, we're highly motivated. We're inspired. We're stirred by your word to seek you first, to keep you foremost in front of everything while we're at work, while we're at school, while we're handling uh, entrepreneurship, Lord God, and, and those different, Lord God, we ask that you would bless each one as they focus on you. Open their understanding, Lord God, as they study. Open their understanding as they're doing their job. Open their understanding, Lord God, as they are seeking to do better and to enhance their lives. You said occupy till I come, Lord God. And so as they occupy in righteousness, I ask that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. If there's any sick, Lord God, bless them with healing. Lord God, help them to feel better, whatever medication that is being taken to, to, to be used for the nurturing of that body. Lord God, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Again, I want to thank you and, and want to invite you to meet with us here on Sundays at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. The service begins at 9 o'clock. Uh, and visit our Instagram account. That is Instagram.com inside dot the dot pages. <laughs> Mighty God. And see what's new. Uh, see what's new. The Lord has blessed us. And, and so therefore our, our book has dropped on Amazon. And it, this is all about you. It's for you. It's divinely inspired and it is helpful for daily living to avoid the, the entanglements that come along. It's an easy read. So don't think that nobody, it's not an encyclopedia. It's something that you will enjoy and will be blessed of. Continue to pray for me as I am praying for you in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Before we go, if there if there is a question right now, if there's a question that you have on your heart that you want to ask, you want to comment it in and get an answer back. Let me give you a moment to type it in. The ministry is about for the edifying of the saints. That's what Ephesians tell us. And so you should ask questions. You should. You know, and it doesn't mean that that I'm a know-it-all because I'm certainly not. 
but I know how to study and I know how to look things up and come back and answer to you. But if I have an answer right now and you need a question to be met, I'm gonna open that up to you right now. <laughs>